One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And you're back in the room for part two of this wonderful big interview with Benny McCarthy. By the way, he's the wonderful one, not me. Benny, fascinating storyteller, terrific footballer, Champions League winner. That's why we're here. When we left Benny, a cliffhanger as it was, at the end of part one, he was explaining the story of how he got his hands on the cup with the big ears in 2004. His Porto side progressing from a group which contained Marseille, Partizan Belgrade and Real Madrid. So who's next? Manchester United in the last 16. Benny, a huge fan of the club, had always dreamed of playing for United. And he left his mark against them that season, scoring twice in a stunning first leg victory. He describes both of those goals in glorious detail, as well as explaining why it was him and not Deco who took the injury time free kick, which put the tie to bed at Old Trafford. If you hear a better second-by-second free-kick story from the Champions League anywhere or at any time in your life, I owe you a tenor. From that point on, Benny goes on to retrace his steps to the final in Gelsenkirchen, where Porto cruised to victory against an injury-hit Monaco. In fact, he'll reveal that the competition was fiercer on the bench, where Benny was amongst the substitutes, all fighting to get on and to play a part in this epic match. Mr McCarthy more than plays his part in the big interview by telling the story of Porto's historic triumph so very well. Enjoy. And Benny, thanks, man. Now, how's your memory? Who did you draw in the round of 16? Sir Alex Vargas. <laughs> and, and this man is, is... In South Africa, we call it is muti, strong. Muti means... Muti is voodoo. Yeah. Like, he's the... He's voodoo, he's strong. Because when we went through, second place, and he says... So then obviously we were looking at the, we were looking at the draw, and then the guys were saying, hey, can't we get like a... Like a Ludegretz or something <laughs> like that? You know, like... Where I love can, the idea. Last 16 of the Champions League, can we get Ludigarets <laughs> or Medibank? Where we, where we can score five or six goals and the guys add to the, you know? And then and he goes, so we're sitting there before training starts and, and the day of the draw. He sits there and he says, hey, who do you guys want in? And you say, nah, 
Now we want Monaco, we want this one, we want this one, we, we want, you know, this, this one. Nobody said like, oh no, we want Barcelona or Juventus. No, or, no. Then he says, me. This is Mourinho. This is Mourinho. Me. I want Manchester United. Now. And we look at that and he said, good luck to you. <laughs> and then he says, okay, let's go and train. Let's not bother about, they'll come and tell us who we, so then we're on the pitch and blah, 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 blah. then they come and says, oh, <laughs> Manchester United, Porto. The guys just, oh, shit. We were just, we were, we didn't think it would be happen. It's like, oh, we gone now. Good luck for winning the, the Champions League. We can win out. And then that guy's like, yes. It's like, wow. now. Now we can show them what we made of Porto. Wow. Says, in terms for us to be successful, you have to whoop an English team, the likes of Manchester United, Arsenal. To be given respect? To or? be given respect and to be put on that, you've made your benchmark now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because he said, until you do that to an English team, no matter what you win in Spain, no matter what you win in Portugal, in Italy, you are nothing because mm. you've not done it there. England, that's where they respect you. So he said, that's why I wanted Man United because they're going to see now who Jose Mourinho is. And, and we're like, ooh, this guy, he puts us in shit, man. But emotionally, um, like United was a big thing to you growing up. I mean, I think you've said before you were a fan and, and that scoring against them mm. made you sad, but it was just a team you liked or you were a proper fan? No, I was proper. That's my all-time best team that I've supported from I can, since I can remember. Why did you support them? Um, because, first of all, South Africa only. You only get to see English football. Okay. Man United, was they were successful. But they had the players that I loved. I love um, Brian Robson. I love Norman Whiteside. You know, I, these were players, um, Andre Kanchalskas, um, Brian McClare, Mark Hughes, Paul Inns. They were my idols. Really, truly? Yeah, and, and they, they were, for me, Peter Schmeichel, you know, Paul Parker. Like, and also the fact that they had so many, some black players in their team. It's like, it's not impossible for you one day to play for Man United. Because first of all, you look at if there's people of your race playing for them, then you've got a chance. Because, that mattered. Yeah, it mattered. Um, Liverpool. Hated Liverpool because there was no black players in Liverpool side until John Barnes came. Not that it was a race thing, but that. But it's just how you look at things. If you're an African, you look to see what other African, what other black players play there. And I loved AC Milan because AC Milan bought George Ware. They had Ruth Gullet, they had Frank Rijkaard. So teams where there's fellow black black players. That's teams that you belief support. and optimism. Yes, that, that it's an it's equal possible. playing field. It's you yes, can do it if you have the possible. talent. You can do it if you're talented. You would. The more so you, you see support. Viv Anderson, exactly. you see Remy Moses, yep. you see Paul Ince, you see Paul Parker, and you think, okay, there's. I like the way they play. They're a big name, but also 
it means that I can do this. Yeah, like good. You would get a you would get a chance because they have some black players. So drawing them then because clearly sometimes in in the game of describing sport, whether it's written or verbal, we we use hyperbole too much. But we're we're coming to a game now in February two thousand and four that means a lot to you, not just because of professional pride and wanting to make your name but you're playing against the team you support and it does matter and um, strange things happen in football eh? it's it's Porto against Manchester United but two South African guys score that was the weirdest part of the whole night any person in South Africa you're going to say I'm watching Champions League night to night for the first time ever in that history two South African players playing in, on champions in, in the Champions League, on the op, opposite opposite sides, you know, and it's two best friends, because me and Quinton we're from the same same area, played together when we were under tens, under elevens, under twelve, under fourteen, under fifteen, competitive always against because his area where he's from in Cape Town and my area when we do provincial, inter-provincials to get to select the South African team. So we'll play against each other. And obviously, Quinton was like the big shot in northern western province. And in the south, south side western province, Benny McCarthy is all, that's the only name that you hear there. And on the other side of town, it's like Quinton Fortune, this player, he's a goner. So, you know, when you had that rivalry almost from young and then you've played together on the 16 levels, on the 17 for the national team, you know, and so many things. And then you come to Europe. I'm in Portugal. He's gone to England and he's playing. And then Champions League states, bigger states. Dragon Stadium. Yep. 25th February. We 14 minutes gone. Quinton scores. Yeah, from a corner. Corner. Du, du. You're not pleased for him. You're pissed off, right? Yeah, I was, I was raging. I was like, fuck. How the fuck did he score? Had to be him. And it had to be him, you know. And I was like, nah, fuck. Now I've, I've got to score. Can't let Quinton outscore me. Like, you know, like, imagine yeah, imagine yeah, the yeah. phone calls and the texts if it's 1-0 like, Quinton like, Fortune. Pe- People, when, when I go back on holiday in South Africa, they're going to say, weak ass, weak ass, <laughs> you let Quinton kill because you. Because he's, he's a lovely, he's a brilliant, brilliant fella. Nah, Still to this day, he's mm-hmm. going to be a good coach. He's like you, he's, you've done your badges, he's doing his badges. He's a fantastic fella. But if he, let's say he, that finishes 1-0, what's he going to do? He's got to, he's got to take the mickey. He has to do. Yeah. But you come in with, let's go specifically to the goals. Um, maybe we'll start with the one that's less remembered. Did you score? It's just before the half hour. Describe how the shot comes to you. Ball from the right. Paulo Ferreira takes it. Runs. Uh, Lenichev, the Russian, makes a run behind Quinton. And then Paulo just lays it there. And he makes as his if he's going to cross first time, then he cuts back onto his left foot. And then obviously Quinton tries to block the first one and he shows him a dummy. 
And then he comes in, so where he can now pick his spot, and it was me and Deco. And obviously, because me, striker, always I check back, and then I come first pose, and I took Wes Brown with me, like, going there. So Deco was standing there, so then Deco made his movement there because I went back, and he knows when I do that, then my intention is then to come into the first post, and then he'll drop off into second post. So as I checked, Deco moved. So Deco took Gary Neville out the hole in the box. And then I went. And as I went, I just won myself a yard from West Brown. And then Eleni Chef just curled it into the first post because now I'm ahead of West Brown that was marking me. Almost penalty spot in my range and nice height. And then I just... But it's a good connection. It's a sweet goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Volley, volley, and then second nature to you, or, or difficult? Or? Nah, that's 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 my that's my food and drink for me. Volleys, you know, and volleyed it, and as the ball left, I just turned and I knew <laughs> what that's going. So then, yeah, and then the ball hit the back of the net and one one. So the, pretty pleased. The winner um, comes. Are halftime Mourinho's content with what's happening or wants changes or likes everything? Yeah, no, no, he was up because we played we played him off the park that day. Yeah, we were we did everything right. Pedro Mendes, I think he he he's gone with he's gone to the bathroom twice with Paul Scholes. And the second time I think he handed him toilet paper to wipe his ass. A little bit what he did with Ander Herrera and Hazard. Just recently when Just United rec- beat Chelsea. I think he's gone back to basics, old school style. Give me a Mendes, Son. he says to Ander Herrera. Son, Give me a Mendes. I know you're a player, I know. But today, you're going to do your best job ever. You mark him. Paul Scholes don't play. We beat him as many as we want to. Mm. If he plays, we can kiss the tie goodbye. Said Pedro, ego take a shite. You go with him, you stand there by the door, you need toilet paper, I'll take that all for you. That's what you do today. And that's exactly what he... No way. He was... The secrets of great coaching. I know. Toiletry habits of the opposition. Kino gets... Rookie gets sent off. Mm -hmm. But Alex Ferguson described the header that you score with, that you win the game with, as maybe the best header he's ever ever seen. What, what, What are your memories and feelings and emotions about that? I couldn't believe this witchcraft of, of a coach told me that I'm going to score two goals and then he's going to take me off. And when that goal went in, I couldn't even celebrate it because the process is like, how did he know? And why did he say, just give me two and then I'm taking you off? So but I was enjoying myself so much when that goal went in. I was like, oh, no. now I'm having to leave because he said two goals, then... Of what was the logic? I said that's all I want from you. That's all I want. Two goals. You score. You have fun or you don't have fun. You give me two goals. Then I'm bringing you off so you can get your standing ovation that you deserve. Nice, nice. Because yeah, it was a tough time. Tough time for me at that stage because something happened prior to to that game where the, the president was not happy and then he called Rob and he wanted for me to, because obviously I wanted to go to England and stuff. 
Then he says, no, no, you can go. Not part of the team. And then he wanted to suspend me. He's been to Costa? Yeah, been to the Costa. And um, Mourinho just said, no, yeah, nobody suspend, nobody. Uh, it's my player. I say, Whoa. and he's playing, he's part of the team. So yeah, then you, you say that now, but standing up to Pinto da Costa in Portugal is, is not an easy thing. No, not easy at all. But he, he had it in his arsenal too. He's a hard man. Yeah, tough man. So, okay, it's a tough time, but you get the, you, the, you get the goal there. And then you go to the, your theatre, not the theatre of dreams, your theatre of dreams. Yep. Um, first time there? Yeah, first time. First time, me. Do you ever have to worry about nerves or emotion overtaking you there particularly? Or are you powerful enough mentally just to treat it like another game? No, of course. Like, um, nervous and... Were you? Extremely, because you play in Old Trafford and everything about it it's, was just... But we professionally enough, we know we've got a job to do. We, you know, we've... We've got to put emotions aside and we've got to do what we came there to do and that was to knock them out of the Champions League so we can go on our crusade and win it. What's the game management like? Because the guy who um, Mendes does a job in the first leg school scores because of the Wiggles rule. Um, for the majority of the game, because he scores after half an hour, you're going out. Yeah. But you're... All of you, it seems to me, remembering the game, you're mentally alive and you haven't given up on, on the idea of going through. One, what was the mentality? and How do you remember that process of coming up to 90th minute? Not that we can defend. We can defend. We just have to not allow them to score more than one goal. We manage that and we've not, we know we've got players on the pitch that any given time can get a, 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 a late goal back. We can score, and then they'll, we're back in the driving seat, then we've got the away goal. So, so yeah, so when, when, they, when they get a goal so early, we're basically with our, with our backs against the wall, straight off. But the turning point comes where, when Alex Ferguson makes the change, when he takes off Luis Saha, that was a little bit like Drogba, he was giving us problems we couldn't deal with his with the strength and his pace and you know he was I was just always up against Carvalho and George Costa because then we sort of had to go into there and then the wingers they get they get to play get the ball and you know they get they get to do what they want to do because now we're having to two men against Luis Saha and Van Nistelrooy picks up little balls and you know, we have to work extra harder. And Pedro, yeah, he couldn't do the same job as he did. Because he has to tuck in and try he and close off in front in. of Saha. And then when we, when, we, when we shield Saha and then the ball goes to Van Nistelrooy, to Skulls, and then Pedro has to go up and other people has to help. So, yeah. So, so we, we manage that okay. But the mentality has to be strong to stay believing until the last instant. And, and way back when you, you begin to talk about running through walls for Mourinho, you, you talked about playing differently from just a striker and scoring goals from big distance, doing things that you didn't do before. Now, I didn't go back and look at this before the interview, so I'm working off my memory. But the free kick comes and you take it, am I right? 
Yeah, but... Freak out that changes your history. Yeah, but and normally it's Deco who takes freaky. Yeah. And Deco had about four, no, five or six free kicks that he blasted into the stands and just way off target, hit the wall or nowhere near it. So then we get this free kick and because I think it's like in the 90... It's 90th minute, it's 90, past 90. 90th minute we get a free kick in and obviously it's always me and Deco, that, but Deco is the one who in matches, no, 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 Deco. So then I said, shit, Deco had about six and nothing. So let me, this is the last, probably the last one we're going to get in the game. Give me a go. And he's like, no, 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 Benny, you know me. This one, it's in my range. And I was like, nah, mate, it's a little bit further out for you. That's, that's me, pace. And give me, then you get the next one. He said, no, give me this one. You take the next one. So then I was like, shit. Didn't work, so there's not gonna be a next one. So as I'm, as I'm, okay, now. Nah. So then we both stand over the ball, and he's now placing the ball and that. And then as I'm like standing, I said, just mate, just this one. I, I can see, I can do the keeper from here. And he's like, no, 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 me too. And he, whatever I say, he's got something. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna win. So let's just. And I look up on the board and the cam, and they've got obviously the big screen and the camera, and you see the fans, right? You see the fans, like the Man United fans behind, like they like biting. I was like, this is, this is my chance, but uh, I'm not gonna fight with Deco over Freaky. So let me just go back, and I just see George Costa come storming from the back <laughs> because Mourinho's off the bench. Charge! Charge! Don't ban it, don't fucking take the freaky. Deco, pass off. So then obviously, so we're looking there and Deco, and Deco sees that. He says, Deco, move. And then Deco just like, yeah. And he says, now nah, Benny, next one is yours. <laughs> and then George, come, George comes, Benny, Benny, you take the freaky. And I'm like, nah. Deco said, Deco said he's like, Deco, fuck off. Benny, you, and then he, he gets Whoa. to us. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, he's like, grabs Deco and says, you, move. He says, Whoa. your father says, you must take the free. <laughs> your father And then I'm, I'm saying, I said, no, but Deco's confident. He says, hey, you take the free kick. You make me run all the way from there and then you don't want to take it. <laughs> take it. So then he, he goes back, he says... So we're in the 97th says, minute by he now. He says, top corner. He says, top corner. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I was, I was cheesing because obviously the Mourinho said for me to take it and then George came over and then... Yeah, so I said, okay. So I've got some... Some I'm muscle, a man. some muscle in the team, you know. Even though I couldn't win the battle there with Deco, so then I take it, and then no, with Costinha, is one of those players he follows in for everything. Good man. He's like a poacher. Mm -hmm. When you take a free kick, when you take a corner, when somebody heads it, you'll always see he's the first person in front of the keeper. You drop it, I'm there. You know, and he just has natural, that natural instinct. So then I tell him, I'm saying, I said, please, God, I was given this freaky today. 
Please let me hear it. Top corner, don't let it go over. Please, just a target. Then eventually I said, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to the ritual. And I said, okay. Left foot down, right foot. Top corner, left. He ain't getting to this. So I'm psyching myself up now that it doesn't go over. And then, and then I heard, and as the referee blow, I had another glance and I see the, like the camera is like, you see the, the, the Man United fans like on the big screen. And they're like, they're like all like this and like they can't Hands on watch. Their faces. Yeah, and then I was like, there it goes now. And then I just went and I just, I whipped it when as that ball goes over the wall, I, I started to go because I could see from here, I couldn't see the goal where Tim Howard was, but I could see from where I was and where that ball was, how it went over the wall. He ain't never getting to that. And top, top corner, and I already started, I already started going and I'm going past the wall. And then I just saw Tim Howard just gets to it. But as he gets it, he, he punches it, drops down, and boom, and he's in the goals, and he goes down. And who do we have there? The man who always go for every rebound, Costinha. And he just said, thank you very much. And I was going to celebrate as if I scored it, and I just saw, I just saw a black coat come sprinting there. And then, boom! On top of Costinia's gone there and everybody's there and like we we all like we all there and I just see somebody just comes flying on top of me and now I'm like I'm getting smothered and I'm like up and I'm pushing and Mourinho is lying on top of me <laughs> and then he gets then he gets up and he grabs and he's now trying to take us from the bundle and he grabs me and he says great freak I knew you would score and he says now you defend. You tell them, everybody, we get it, we pump it out the stadium and we just protect. It's like one, two minutes left and they're the, they're the most dangerous team and he's coaching me now wow. from after the celebration and he's like, okay, and he's like, keep slapping and I'm thinking, it hurts. <laughs> but yeah, so then we, then we go and then obviously game continues and, and they press and I thought they're going to score within that two minutes. But lucky, you know, we just cut it out and then when we won, oh. I now pronounce you man and goal. Yeah. Well, well done, the minister. Yeah. Well done, no, Costinha. No. And, and Mourinho's celebration is now absolutely incredible. It's iconic. Um, but the, the feeling in the dressing room, you've not Manchester United out, you've lived on your nerves. The biggest celebration you can remember? I know, and Coach, Coach was just like, I didn't want to tell you, but I told you, there's going to be no match for us. Ferguson hates him now. He says, ah, he never even shook my hand, nothing and that. He said, I'm disrespectful because of my celebration. He said, I could not care one but who he was or who he is, for what I've done today, I've done what nobody else could do. And we said, you know what, fair play, man. He said it, he called it, and like it, and he was, he was spot on. He said, you do that, you'll be remembered, you'll be remembered. You came here as slaves, you leave here as kings, because England will know your name, and I promise you, I think after that game, 
I was linked to every Premier League club in, 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 in England. Ajax, Celta Vigo, Porto. Never had an opportunity to come to, to England. That game changed mm. everything. So did the moment, Benny, when you said, you called it a backward step. You said, I'll take the backward step to play. That changed everything because you believed, you wanted to play, the wage cut was okay, you backed yourself, you listened to Mourinho. So the, the Old Trafford moment comes mm -hmm. from the first moment when you go, I'm going to back my talent. I'm going to back this strange guy who's talking to me on the Celta training ground. And that's what really appeals to me because if, if somebody takes a gamble on life and says, yeah, I'm going to back myself, I'm going to trust myself, I'm going to take the... Wage cut. We've, we've spoken before in this series to people who said, like, money's less important, I want to play. So to, so to find it coming true, that's the, that's the great thing to me. Um, and we're at this stage now where you've knocked out your idols, um, you've made your name, half the Premier League is in love with you, wants to sign you. But I, if my memory's good again, people underestimated, because you'd knocked out United, the hurdle that Olympic Lyon might be. Because typical, like in Britain anyway, the media was like, you know, it's only Lyon, so what the... F Whereas you and I know, and I guess you knew before because Mourinho was in your heads and he was in the zone. Even before you played them in Porto, you knew that Lyon had a sensational team, right? Full of top players. That was one of the teams that he didn't want to play. Ah. So because of that... When he was mentioned, when he wanted United, he wanted like all the big guns. But he says, oh, I'm just praying not to get one team. And that was Leon, because they were similar to us um, in terms of players. They've not made that transition. They've not made that jump where if they beat a Premier League team as well, if they beat an English team in, in their path, then they will probably grab all the headlines and you understand because they were on the up just like we did and they played similar type of football mm. um, I think that their coach's philosophy was almost like what Mourinho he knew exactly how that year was going to plan out for him and I think with Lyon they were almost on par with us as wanting to achieve exactly the same as what we did and they were playing some fantastic football and they had players like Janinho correct oh they had um, Sidney Guvu that was doing well French Michael Essien um, next to Diara yep Diara um, they had um, Maluda, Maluda Florian Maluda they had what's the defender the Brazilian um they would have had... Ed Milson. Ed Milson was anchoring the, the centre midfield and, and could play centre-back and went yep. to Barcelona and did well. Yes, eh? Ed, yep, exactly. So th they had a team and a half and that was the team that he made us aware that he didn't want to, to face unless we get to the finals or the semi-finals. And you beat, them, you beat them because by now your momentum is up at the Dragon Stadium. Um, Deco gets one, Sandrino gets one, which is a rare goal for mm -hmm. Ricardo. If yeah, you're that. listening, Ricardo, I'm going to call you Ricardo from now on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Benny's fault that I said that. It's a, let's treat it as a slip. I'm sorry. 
And then in France, it's a really robustious game, a real cracker of a game. Um, a couple from Manish. Too, yeah. yeah. And suddenly and you're through. Giovanni Elba. Yeah. He scored for them. Yeah, sensational footballer. But to put them out is, is a big, big, um, a big kudos. Because like you say, they're hungry, they're talented, they're maybe at your level. You put them out, it's 4-2. Then, then comes probably the weirdest tie of the whole round. Weirdest couple of games of the whole round. Because it's, it's Deportivo La Coruña, who are then a fabulous side. They're managed by Rureta. Um, they're in that era when they've put Milan out. They've thumped Milan. Um, 4-1 in Italy, 4-1 That sensational comeback, the 4-0. Unbelievable 4-1, comeback. and then they end up winning, and they come to win 4-0 at the Riazzo. And for you, they, they've been at your Celta Vigo times. They've been your number one rival. But they are there. There's, there's hatred. It's not a city derby. It's a, it's a regional derby. Yep. Because Vigo and La Coruña. But... They're, they're tremendous. Molina, Manuel Pablo, Nebet, George Andrade, Mauro Silva, Sergio, Victor, Valeron. Jalminia. What a fantastic player. Jalminia, Cesar Martin, Fran, Duscher, managed by Uroreta. And the, the, you already know what I want to draw you to. Because you play the first game at home. And one, it finishes nil-nil, but they finish with 10 men. Now, do you remember what happens between... George Andrade and Deco, two, if I'm right, two international teammates. Andrade, brilliant centre-half. And there's just this bit of fooling around on the pitch where Andrade, Deco's down on the ground and Andrade sort of, what, messes around? Toe pokes him to say, come on, mate? Yeah. No, I, I think the, the referee completely misunderstood the situation. But yeah, I think... In football, from the referee's point of view, he don't—he didn't look at it as if these two are—they friends. They were teammates, and they were friends, and it was just nothing in it because as Deco went down, like Georgie, Georgie sort of like kicked him, like, "Hey, what are you going down for?" Like that was nothing. Get up, you understand? In that sense, and then Deco gets up, and then they're laughing about it, and then the referee comes and boom. Gives him his marching orders and fair play to Deco. He, he said to the referee that nah, there was not nah, his friends and the referee didn't want it to know or didn't want it to look at it that way. So it's a horrible term. I mean, it helps your team. A horrible way for George to go because yeah, he, he, he was our teammate. He's a, yeah, he, he was our teammate. And he's he been a portal teammate, a, a right? Good friend, a friend of, of most of the players that was that was in the team, but also. Now this leaves us at, a, at an advantage because even if we don't get a result here, we can go to Coruña without George Andrada because Donato is aging. Mauro Silva, aging. Naibet is aging. But George Andrada was the young gun. Mourinho was devastated to lose him because him and Carvalho would have been the perfect pair. Yeah. They're both quick they both in unbelievable at reading the game, reading the situation, intelligent strikers. They can pickpocket you without you even knowing that, oh, somebody's been in my pockets. And that was the partnership that, that they two had at Porto. So then when Depot came in with, with the money that they did, yeah, mm. they couldn't compete. Yeah. So they had to go and that gave George the opportunity then to pair with, with Carvalho. So we knew 
with George out. It's a big advantage. It's a massive advantage because our, our fresh legs, our, our youthness that we had in the team, we can take them at, at the rehearsal. Even though we got a, a, a nil-nil draw at Porto, we didn't concede. The first leg was so technical. Like, it was almost like the two managers outsmarting each other and that. And then with Dale coming back from injury, so now the dilemma for Mourinho is because it was me and Carlos Alberto and we struggled against Naibet and George because like I said, George such an intelligent player and, and it's very difficult to play and the fact that he's so quick also. So you go, you dribble him, then he comes back. Yeah. You understand? So it was really difficult. So he knew he had to, he had to change tactics and then he's gone for... Dale and Carlos Albertos, like two different. Now he needs a little bit more working, you understand? And then once the defense is tired and then he'll make the switch and then me can come in or Carlos and then obviously he came and he spoke to me and he spoke to Carlos and at the end of the day he just gone for his gut feeling because he didn't want to disappoint either of us so he said, he did a coin, a coin flip no way. to see between me and Carlos, but ah, come on, which manager does that? I was fine because we were in the semi-final and I played every single game almost, except for the Real Madrid away that I missed. So for me, it was not really a, a, a biggie. And he, he said all along, when we get there, of course, he wants to give Darley also a run because he broke his leg like such a shame. You know, and if we're in the Champions League, if we still get to the final, then he want him to be part and he, he, he'll play him with me and Carlos, so he'll rotate and he'll see. So we said, no, that's fine. So then in the semi-final, then he's gone for, he's, he's gone that way. And it paid dividends. But as a good witness, I'm going to ask you straight, is it a penalty? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, controversial. <laughs> of course, we won it. So for me, it was a penalty. And anyway, I was still on the I was still on the bench. I think. Yeah. I was yeah, still yeah. on the bench. That stage, 
even though I know Brazilians, they love a dive very much, any little touch, but I think if it was other way around, any depot player would have gone down as well. Because the tackle, it was an unnecessary tackle. Yeah, it was a bit daft. It was a, a little bit like the um, Casimiro against Robin. Yeah. When you, when you challenge, when you go in for a challenge like that, you giving the referee no option, then if the player goes down, it's a penalty. You understand? So it was one of those, and, and yeah, Deco took full advantage of it. Neba sent off. Um, You're in the final. You're in the final in Gelsenkirchen. Presumably, because Josie's called everything right and he's not shy to celebrate it. Presumably, that night in Galicia, where you, you know, the region where you lived, where your then partner is from, presumably there's big celebrations or relief or take us into the dressing room, tell us about the atmosphere. We didn't celebrate the way we were supposed to. It had to sink in first. We didn't believe that we actually, we've made it, we've gone to the final, you know? And at first we just thought, the manager is just full of shit with all these talks and if we do this and then that will happen and we're going to win this and we're going to win that and we're going to win it this way and this is how we're going to do it. So then we found, wow, this guy, nah, he must have serious people pulling strings for him because how can almost everything how he said it, it happened that way, you know? So when we, once we got back to Porto, that's when it hit home because the reception that we got the airport was jam-packed. We took about three hours to get out the airport and that's when it hit home. I can't believe I'm playing, gonna be playing Champions League final and Celta Vigo is facing relegation. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. They got relegated that year. Oh. So they went, they went to the um, quarterfinals where they lost to Arsenal. To Arsenal 3-2 at home. Yeah. yeah. They, and then, With Edu scoring for both yes, teams, right? Edu yes. for Arsenal, Edu for Celta. So they got knocked out by Arsenal in the quarterfinals and then they got relegated from La Liga. So for me, I was like, just like, karma. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't hack it at Salta Vigo. Supposedly, the top, top of the top, best leagues in the world, and very good team, mm. you know, that I should easily have played in. And I was like, a flop. Then I go to Porto, league top goal scorer, the club top goal scorer, flying in the Champions League, now getting chased by much bigger name clubs than where I came from. And Salta is getting facing relegation and now I'm gonna play in the Champions League final. So, so yeah, it was, I was over the moon and I know it's, Awful thing to say, but for payback, I was praying that they go down. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is so awful, like really awful, because the fans 
I love the fans. The mm. fans, I had always a nice relationship with Celta Vigo fans. But the club and nah. And in the other semi-final, something you haven't maybe been able to see it, but something extraordinary has happened because Madrid in the first leg, talking about comebacks and Depor and Milan, Madrid in the first leg of playing Monaco and they're pumping them. They're absolutely pumping them. 4-0. But Morientes, who Florentino Perez has pushed out the door and forgotten to put the clausula de miedo. In other words, you can't play when you come against yeah. us. Morientes scores 4-1. Um, they play Monte Carlo. Um, it's 1-0. And so they're only 4-2 at halftime. And Ludovic Juli is walking off with his French teammate, Zidane. And says, look, give us one more goal in the second half so that we can beat Real Madrid, but you still go through. And Zidane says to him, mate, can you see that we're fucking knackered? We're finished. And Ludovic Julie goes into the dressing room at halftime and says to his teammates, Zizou says they're, they're finished and they're knackered. And Monaco go out in the second half, beat them, knock them out. So the team that, that you guys couldn't quite do in the group stage, Monaco have done them. And I don't know, were you all disappointed it wasn't Madrid, delighted it was Monaco when you looked to the side? No, we, we were delighted. We were over the moon because we know, end of the day, they have the experience. They've been in that situation numerous times. Yeah. So maybe that will, will, will carry them over the line more than us because... Yeah, we want to make name for ourselves. We want it maybe too bad. And then the, the occasion will then become too big for us that what they experience, their, the class that they have, will just maybe just settle them more than it would us. But for Monaco, even though Monaco beaten them, we were like, we hammered Olympic Lyon. And Lyon was dominating French football. Monaco couldn't live with Lyon home and away for I don't know for how long. What we did to Lyon, what chance does Monaco have? Thanks for making it easier for us by knocking out Madrid. But we knew we pitch up, they might as well just give us the cup because there's no way we lose to Monaco. And, and Mourinho, you told me recently helped you guys because through the rounds, it matters a lot to him. But his manner in Gelsenkirchen before the final, his manner changes a little bit and the, the vibes he gives to you all, right? He was always very planned, very structured, very organised. Every single game, we knew exactly every player for however long you play on that pitch, your instructions is there and this is the game plan and that's what you got to do to eliminate your your player you up against, so everybody knew. For the final, he just changed. Now it was like, boys, whatever happens, happens. We got here. I just want you guys to relax. You've done all the hard work. Now we can reap the rewards. The calmness and the not so stress, the videos, the analysis side also changed. And it was all about us, because we always analyze Leon ah. strengths, weaknesses, where they might hurt us, where and then we, we look at us, the plus. Now it was just our journey 
to the final. It was just like since day one, since we started, some, some footages from trainings, new players arriving, and how the group started forming and, 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 and the partnerships and building the, you up. The friendships and um, drawing away to Partizan, like how we celebrated as a team and um, losing to Madrid, how we took that, winning Marseille, home in a way. And, you know, like the stages, it was just all about us, and but in a calm manner. Mm. And, and the guys were just like, you know what, if the manager's not worried, why do, need, why do we need to worry? Because he's normally the one that's look like he's stressed because he's like, tactics, tactics, tactics. Okay, guys, Benny, do you know your job? When the ball goes there, do you, you know what to, you understand? Now it's just like, just go out there, play to your best, and things will come, things will happen. The more I listen and learn, you find that the approach which is right for one day, one game, one group, one man, can be completely wrong for somebody else. So. All of this functioned perfectly for you guys. The proof is that you go out, you, you win in a canter, 3-0. You even put on a show. It's a good, clear final. But if a manager showed lower standards in preparing and everything was relaxed and a team went out and lost, then obviously what people would do would say, well, that was the wrong approach. When it, it's, it changes. And I mention this because I watched a documentary recently about Monaco and how they approach the final. And they believe now, whether they're right or wrong, they believe about themselves that they got too excited because coming to the, um, there's a big passionate speech in the hotel before the bus. And the bus, they're singing and chanting because they're trying to raise themselves up, make the build, make the passion, try and storm the final. And completely the opposite approach from what Mourinho and you guys, um, Villas Boas, brought into it. So they think, in retrospect, that by the time they started, they'd left too much emotionally in the dress on the bus, in the dressing yeah. room, in the mm. hotel. Did, did they look a little bit weird to you? Obviously, Julie goes off early with the injury, which is, you know, shit tips for anybody to happen, but... They, they didn't really turn up, Monaco, did they? No, but it's not even that they didn't turn up. They weren't allowed to turn up. Game started. We were in their faces. They could not do nothing. Julie was their main man. Morientes, Jerome Rotten. He was one of the standout players in that Monaco side. You know, on, on, on the left, he was the go-to guy with that left foot. He, he made the French national team. So he was talented. Gael Jive defends. Um, Good old Patrice Evra. Who? Pat Patrice Evra. So all of them, they could not play to save their lives. It was a little bit like Barcelona. Ball goes there. This one knows exactly. He doesn't know. Does he give to the goalkeeper because the striker is ready to press? And everything was just going, boom, out. And then throw into us, boom. Then we just bring the game down, like, to a level that they didn't expect. You know, we just pump, pump, pump. Knock the ball, let them run, let them run, let them run. We started making them tired mm. by just chasing mm. and not, not literally penetrating, like, attacking their goal. 
and they were just chasing, chasing us. And then, okay, now let them have it there. Then we knock it, pop, 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 go. And then minute we look like we, we're going we're gonna to be going offensively. And then they press again and then we bring it back, bring it back. So then after a while, because we've done that like maybe about five, six times that we shifted it, shifted it. So then they're like, nah, this is a pattern that they do. So when it does go there, their players doesn't press anymore because they know they press, we're just going to bring it back so they reserve energy. Then what we did, okay, so now we know you're not pressing like you did and then boom, 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 in, two, let's one, play. no. Let's play. Yeah. One, one, no, down, and then they're like, yeah, but you were supposed to, and then they started fighting with each other. You didn't close down and that's your man and then that, and then that. we were like looking at them like, wow, it's only one no, and it's like in the 30th 30, 30 minute yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And they're already fighting and players were squaring up to each other. Then we're like, see, if we just we just turn up. It's ours and boys, please, if we don't give them more than three, then this, this is a disgrace <laughs> from us because they were fighting and then Julie went off yeah. injured and then it was like, huh, now their go-to guy is gone. What are they going to do now? At halftime, we came in the dressing room and it was like a little bit premature and we were already saying, champion, champion. Seriously, Benny? No, seriously. We were in the, wow. we were in the dressing room for the coach. <laughs> and you see the, and the, and the, younger, the younger players, like the Bazingwas and that, Bazingwa was like, the younger guys were like, just when Mourinho goes out of the room, it's like, boys, boys. Massive party afterwards we get home. <laughs> My treat. So, so yeah, because obviously, because we knew now if, if we win, boys were going to get like, I think, 350,000 euros, you know, just for winning bonus. And then obviously what we've made, so it's like a lot of money for most of those guys because... For everybody listening too. You understand? It is. It, it's a huge amount of money. So, so... So yeah, so so the, the younger players were chasing about the money that they were gonna get, and we were only at halftime, and yeah, we went out second half. It was like just you really played second half. It was it was a really pretty game of football. It yeah, was, it was like just you would think ah, oh. and it was a completely different beast. We were just now let them have it. Let's give let's give these people a show. Let them remember how this Porto team played Monaco after Park. And it's, the Auf Schalke is, is an extraordinary place, right? Yes. Where the noise mm -hmm. gets captured in and your yep. fans are big and noisy, yeah? Yep, they're noisy and like, yeah, the, the Oles were going and pff, we just let them have it. And you know what? And every time Coachy was looking, he says, nah, it's too easy. So then he's, he's looking towards the bench and then you just see people would just jump off the bench and start warming up. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, he's eager, he's eager. And then like, oh no, he's looking away. And then, okay, then you just stretch in and stand there. And the guys were, <laughs> the guys were fighting because you, you didn't, you, over there, we spectators, we wanted to be part. And then eventually, like, you think, oh, maybe the, Coach, you will have some loyalty to the players that got him there. Hey, I see. He's like, okay, Eleni Chef, first substitute. Mm. Or was it no? Yeah? Yeah, Eleni. Right, right on the hour. 
Alaini chef. For Carlos oh. Alberto. And I'm like, Carlos out, Alaini chef in. And I'm like looking to the bench, like, and obviously everybody else is looking like, ooh, ready. <laughs> so now I'm like, this is getting worried because normally Kochi would do the straight swap. Like for like. Yeah. And then he put Alaini chef. Just so we can add more ball possession and more easy. And then he's like, okay. So I see some people just, they, they, they nominate themselves to go warm up. So it was Pedro Manuel, Bozingua, Jankauskas, Edgar. Edgar, big Lithuanian striker, right? Mm. So the three of them, the coach didn't even have to say, banning or Bozingua. The three just went, so I thought, hey, Two more substitutes. So now we sit there and they're like, I'm starting to worry now a little bit. It's like, wow. That, so much for loyalty, huh? Like, you know, you, you say to yourself because you weren't the one the first go in after every single game, you were like the standout guy and you were the go-to guy. And now that we hear coaches, he changes his, his, strat his strategy a little bit and... And then um, he goes, I think, um, George. George must have, like, because George was done. And then, and then he, he calls, Pedro, come. Hey, Pedro Manuel said, a defender, like, what is... Now I'm starting to panic. One more change. Because Delay is struggling at this stage. Yeah. So then he was going to... So then Pedro takes clothes off and like he's, he's ready. And then Dalai, Dalai struggles. And then he says, okay, no, 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 Pedro, go sit. Then he called Bozingua. Yeah, I think it's Zé, Bozingua that goes in. No, you, when Dalai struggles, whoever he calls, he, he finally turns to his main man, Benedict McCarthy. 79 so, minutes, sends Emmanuel back. He comes on with five minutes left. <laughs> So you're sub so, two. So, 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 yeah, so then, so then I'm thinking, I said, ah, no, nah, there goes me, final gone. So I'm, I'm pure sulky while everybody's enjoying and people are talking about what they're going to do with their money and that. And I'm just sitting there on the bench. I'm, I'm miserable as fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that was how, that was my, so I'm just, I'm just sitting there and like, hey, the guy's like, hey, puss, I say, hey, don't fucking touch me, man, move. <laughs> and I was raging. Can't believe, wow, we got to the final. I don't even get a run in, you know, and go. And he, he came and then he spoke and, you know, then I said, nah, coach him, man, just, I'll gladly sit out for, for Ninja. For that, we call, they call him Ninja. So I'll gladly sit out because obviously, I've enjoyed so much run, so he, he, he can play. He can take my place in the final. Is Pusingwa? No, no, no. Who's um, Ninja? Darley. All right, okay. You know, because he spoke and then he says, listen. So he came and then he, he spoke to me. Me, Carlos and Darley, the three of us. So he says, listen, situation is final and I don't know who to play. I want to play Dalai because obviously I felt that he he would have played with one of with Benny, probably with Benny, and then with you, Carlos, for some stages. But then he got injured, and 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 
he's my player, my, my reliable player. I had him in Leiria. I brought him from Leiria to Porto. And he's my, you know, so I feel I owe it to him that that's why I put him in the semi-final and I'm going to put him in the final. So that's so between you guys. Carlos, you played, you played the semi-final, so I think it's fair for Benny, you know. And Carlos, the, yeah, but Mr. My family, I told my family and everybody in Brazil is watching and now I'm not going to play. And you know and that. And I said, ah, Coach, for me, I shouldn't even have been here. I was at, I was at Celta, so if they want to start, fine. As long as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my chance to play and we win, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll take a backseat for them if they want to play. They can play. I'll be glad to sit on the bench. But get me on. Exactly. And now, today, day of the final, because it's so easy, he's forgetting now. Hey, Benny. So then I see the guys are fighting to get on and I was raging. And then he says, the, um, the, one of the assistant coaches, Brito, he comes and he's like, he's like hey, Macaco, coach you go. And I like looked and I said, 72nd minute to go warm up. I said, ah, I've warmed up enough. Nah, it's okay. I'm ready now. I can go in. If coach you don't want to, it's fine. But I'm not going to go warm up again. And then he put somebody else in and I warm up for nothing. So I said, uh-uh, ain't going to happen. So I just said, I said, nah, I've warmed up already. So I sat there. I sat there. And the this is not, like, Benny, this is not textbook Champions League final no. mentality. This is, not, this is not what they teach you in coaching school. No, 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 no. But it's just but okay. the cables was now, the cables yeah, okay. was, okay. was, that was, worth was saying. heating yeah. up. Yeah, baby. You know? They were, huh? And then eventually I just saw Coach Lucy and said, Bozingwa jumps ahead, he jumps in front and he goes like, yeah, 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 coach, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. He says, Benny, come. Okay, so he finally came to his senses and then decided <laughs> to send me on. So when I went, when I finally saw, I saw, hey, two people already got the, come, 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 come. And then, oh, no, 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 it's okay. And then he brings somebody else. I said, uh, when I saw the board, Nisha, off. And then 17, no, 77, on. And I was like, my number goes on, you know, when the substitutes are number 11 off, and then number 77, so then Nija come limping, limping, limping. And it's like, hey, good luck, Manny, and thanks. You know, so when he went off, when I went on that field, I was like, <laughs> so then, then, then I was, now I was cheesing, and now I was like, hey, we only like, we 3-0 up now, by then. It's like, Monaco is finished. Says, yes, my chance. Now let me go and get, I need to score my goal because I've scored every single time and now final. But the guys were just knocking the ball, knocking the ball, knocking. When I get the ball, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. One, two, and then when I play somebody in, they play and then they go back. And I'm like, hey. Wanker, come on, go in. And then like, Benny, it's 3-0, my man, 3-0. Let's ole, ole. I said, screw ole. We, we give them five. But I was more thinking for me getting on the score sheet about not giving them five, you know. So yeah, but guys were just enjoying. And then eventually, 
Pues no. Yeah, Pedro Manuel com, comes on. Yeah, correct. Yeah. He's the last sub. Pedro Manuel comes on. Takes over from Deco. Yep. Then we get an, a breakthrough and Alenichev cuts in. And me, I make a screaming and a little bit like yesterday. Ronaldo, Asensio, where he played the ball behind him a little bit and he clipped it. Same. And I'm like, line it! Give, give. And then he's looking towards me, but he tries to give the keeper the ice. Like he's looking towards me and then he, he, he puts it there and the goalkeeper went, but he managed to get back and he saves it. You would have swore we were losing one girl. I went over to him and I said, Yo, midget! Because <laughs> they call him, his name, Piccolo. Like, Piccolo, little, little, little we got it. Little, little man, I said, Yo, midget, you greedy shot because you got your goal, now you don't want to pass. I said, you, 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 you're lucky the game is finished. I would have knocked you. And he's like, Benny, Benny, calma, calma, tranquilo. He's like, Hey, Benny, we're winning. Why are you, why are you worked up? I'm like, come on, man. We, we never mess around now that we're winning 3-0 in the final. Now we want to start messing around. I said, play like we play every game. We play to kill, we go for the jugular. But now people want to, ole, ole, do this, do that. And then uh, I was like, there goes my chance <laughs> to score in the Champions League final. And then, yeah, as I was now preparing, brrr, the whistle went, but then you forget about everything, and wow. You're a Champions League winner. Champions League you, you winner. Go up, you go up and get the cup. I don't know if you remember the feeling who gives you the cup, what the cup weighs, because it, they call it the cup with the big ears, because it really does have these yep. huge big side ears. Eh? Mm. And uh, Stunning. Who gives you the cup? How long do you have to wait to get the cup? Where do you stand on the podium? I was, um, was Michel Platini was there, but Sepp Blatter is the one that hands over the cup. And then, um, yeah, now when you're there, never seen people fight as much to get into the front. Because once that cup is given over to whatever, whatever photos get captioned, that's the photos that's going to stick for the rest of... Champions League history. Mm. You know, if you're not in that photo, people's going to say, ah, Benny, I don't see you. Man. <laughs> Were you even part of that team? The, you know? I, as we speak, Benny's raised the, the Spain book where there's people, the Spain players fighting to get in, in front of <laughs> Seth Blatter and in front of my book. So, so, yeah, so then George Costa and Victor Bahia, obviously the two, Mourinho said they the two captains because Portuguese legends and so they two in front and then obviously now Deco and them grab a nice seat just around them. So now I had I had next to George, right? I had a seat next to George. So I was in it. But then Seb Blatter came, so I had to move to give the stupid cup. But what I don't understand is when they hand the cup over, why don't they get out the picture? Because they didn't work to get there. Ooh, could it be ego? Maybe. So then they in the picture as well. Yeah. You understand? And then you think, yeah, you've played the whole bloody season to get here. And now this FIFA president and them, they get 
the front row seats and you must be, yeah, 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 that's my hand. Can you see the tattoo there? So, so then eventually when I got shifted in, I was like, oh. So I had to run the back and then what Carlos Albertos did because he couldn't get to the front. The table where the cup was standing on and we put the table behind, um, behind where everybody was standing and then me and him jumped on the table. So me and him was like right there. So we were like, <laughs> and then once the, um, they shoot that, the flares stop up and like Champions League m music and then the, the trophy goes up like, oh, there's Benny, there's Carlos. And then because people were like, Championess, Campioness, that table started moving. And <laughs> next thing you just see, there goes me, doom, right, <laughs> right into the mix. And then as I'm going, I said, come, you coming with, and I pull Carlos. And obviously, like, the caption just kept going. And I had, a f I had, I had photos that you just see me falling. <laughs> I'm there. And then I'm there, then I'm in there, and then gone. There are some, there are some crazy pictures of it. But, um... Yeah, we've, by that time, we were long gone. We were on the ground. <laughs> you just see there. Is that, is that your little head there? And um, I'm such a, admit it, but who's the vaguely Scottish-looking guy holding on to... I mean, who's this? Jan Kauskas. That's Jankowskis. Mm. I have one where that happened and then it just went boom, all pressure because we were so high up, we could grab the cup. So then they were holding it up and I said, hey, come uh, here. So I pulled it, I pulled it a little bit back. So then I had it. I have to say, dear listener, what, what we're looking at right now is pictures of chaos, a smiling Benny about to fall over. But there is something that this has led me beautifully into what I was going to ask you anyway, because... This has been one of the two dominant men in the story, maybe three, between you, um, the Beast, who, who's going to be a big favourite of the big interview listeners, and this guy here, Benny. Look at this. Look at this face. Now, what's going Before on there? Fell off. What's going on there? Do, who am I pointing to? What's wrong with his face? And what do you all think when he disappears off? Who am I pointing to? Describe the only sour face in the picture. Belonging to? Mr. Jose Mourinho himself. I think we didn't, we didn't know the gravity of the situation um, until, until the celebrations and that, and when we were going like, gotcha, Mr. Ned, and Mr. was like just not in usual self. No. Like, he wasn't his usual self. And then obviously some of the players like said, Mister, like what's going on? Like, come on, you European champions, you're the best manager in the world, in Europe. You know, and he was like, yeah, but next season, next year, you know, like, he was like, man, come on. Then eventually, like you could see, like, was... He wanted to cry a little bit, and then and obviously, then it was like, "Hey, Mister, like, what's going on?" And then he said, he said to a few of us, he said to a few players, "Like, what went, what went on, really?" He says, "No, 
when he missed when he missed a couple of training sessions, he was he was with Chelsea because obviously Chelsea because of his achievements, what he's done. So big clubs are coming in and obviously Chelsea is willing to spend a lot of money and they want me there and I have full control. So to bring in my players and that. So yeah, and there's nothing for me to win in Portugal anymore, so I have to go. But the club, the club wants him to stay one more year mm. and he said he'll consider it. But he's already made up his mind, he's going and and then when they found out, so um big part of the um, the hardcore diehard Porto fans, the Super Dragons, they the club obviously knew about the meetings and some French journalists must have posted pictures of Mourinho. Because one of the meetings is in Monte Carlo on, yes, on, on Abramovich's yacht. Yes. And he's working out between Deschamps and Mourinho. There's a direct competition between the two managers in the final. Voila. Yeah. And then, so then they sent the pictures, the snaps to Porto. And that's when Porto now is like, nah, this is gone because there was rumours that Mourinho signed a pre-contract with Chelsea, but ah, it was just rumours Porto wasn't... When that pictures appeared, mm. then that was now the confirmation that Porto needed. And then the club sneakily leaked the information to the, the die-hard Super Dragon fans. And then these guys now were now unhappy. And then they started before the final. And that's why he was doing the substitutes and... and they began to threaten him. Yes. He says, yeah, his family better make sure that his, his wife and his kids and, you know, he, he started getting death threats. It's unbelievable, unacceptable and, and unbelievable. And, and yeah. For a guy who brought so much. Yeah. And instantly so, they won't... So then, so then we started putting two and two together. So this is why Kochi was this whole build-up the last three days, last four days. He was, his, his approach was completely different because this was all he ever wanted to win the Champions League at his age and in the stage of his career. And then you get to the final, some guy just switches off and then we thought he's, he's awfully calm. But maybe that's not a strategic strategy of his, but we didn't know this. So then, yeah, obviously, so then he was just more worried about the celebrations that was going on to get out of there so he can go and get, because they said, yeah, they're going to kidnap his son and his daughter and, and he'll never manage again. He's Judas, he's everything you can think of, you know, for not showing loyalty and respect to Porto and he shouldn't care about what he wants. It's about what Porto wants and what Porto gave him the platform and all the shit, man. And then, yeah, so... They're in the wrong. And a, a guy who's worked professionally like that exactly. and brought glory so, to the city and the club, um, to be treated like that's um, unforgivable. So he said his goodbyes, came to thank each and every player personally. Good. Some more than others. Some like, hey, thank you, it was an absolute pleasure and an honour to work with you. Others more like, listen, I'm here for anything. Mm. Yes, call me if you need or if you anything. I would go out my way. My door is always open for you. And some is like, listen, I, you my player and thank you for 
for helping me achieve this. You know what I did. I couldn't have done it without players like you. And wherever I go, make sure make sure that you're always available because I want you. Because you, my player, I brought you here, so I want to take. So there's some players that got completely different messages. You know, like the ones that he really was really close to, the ones that he loved in his team, but wasn't that much to make a difference to where he's going. So, so yeah, so that was that. He said goodbyes and chucked his medal into the fans. And with a, with a sore heart because he'd love nothing more. He loved Porto with probably, that was probably his first love. Mm. And what those people, what those fans did to him, you know, just, Turned him, and I think since he's left, I don't think he's ever returned to Porto like on his own to go and watch. He was forced twice when we got them in 2005 Champions League in the group stages. Porto were drawn with Chelsea, and two years ago, two seasons ago, Porto drew um, Porto drew Chelsea again when he came back. He's never gone out of his way and he loved Porto so much. But because of that, like, that's a man's family, man. I don't care how angry you are. No. And that's why Porto was a bit foolish. When he came for the players that he brought in, they didn't want it to go. Okay, okay. I told you there were some epic tales in this. But once again, because there's so much of Benny, we push pause on the big interview with Mr. McCarthy. But do not worry. We're going to bring you a special bonus episode in a couple of days when Benny will talk about what it was like to grow up on the very, very mean streets of Hanover Park, Cape Town, South Africa. The Big Interview is produced by Backpage and me, Graham Hunter. The music you always hear, the music that you love, is Beer Jacket. You can enter exclusive competitions and put your questions to our future Big Interview guests by getting on the mailing list at grahamhunter.tv. Yes, several thousand of you have done it, but come on, slackers at the back, sign up. Thanks for being there. Without you, this would be fun, but a lot less fun. See you soon.